Welcome to Away From The Keyboard. We give you a glimpse into the lives, interests, and tech behind today's technologists. Please join our hosts, Cecil Phillip and Richie Rump, as we get away from the keyboard. Welcome to Away From The Keyboard, where technologists tell their stories of how they started, how they grew, how they learned, and how they unwind. My name is Richie Rump, and with me I have Cecil Phillip. How are you doing today, Cecil? Doing pretty good, Richie. And you know what? I'm really excited because this is episode two. We made it, man. Episode we, Yeah, we made it. We have an array of episodes now. Well, you know what? This is actually episode one, then. How so? Because we start from zero. It's an array. Oh, that's right. See, that's awesome. You data guys, <laughs> man. Like, you, don't, you, guys, you guys don't get it. You guys count from ones, man. Yeah, I know. I, we actually use the same counting system that everyone else in the world uses. Yeah, but, you know, computers run the world, so I think we trump that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Code runs the world. Exactly. So uh, today we have John Sanmez on, and you want to tell us a little bit about John? Sure. So John Sanmez is an author of Soft Skills, the Software Development Life Manual, which is actually a really good book, and I'd recommend all of you guys to go and check it out if you can. Absolutely. So John has also published over 50 courses on Pluralsight, you know, from topics including iOS, Android, .NET, Java, game development, like you name it, John probably has a course on it. He also hosts two podcasts um, that helps developers out. He has his Get Up and Code podcast, which is actually a pretty good one, and I actually listened to that one myself, my, um, my drive to work in the morning, and Entre Programmers. And you can get to that for, at entreprogrammers.com. That's such a great name. It's a fantastic oh, name. That's awesome. So he's a life coach for software developers and helps software engineers, programmers, and other technical professionals boost their careers and live a more fulfilled life. He empowers them to accomplish their goals by making a com- the complex simple. And you can find John at simpleprogrammer.com. This conversation was recorded on February 7, 2015 at the South Florida Code Camp. This continues our series, Having Our Conversations Inside of the Speaker Room. What you're going to hear are people having conversations in the background. You're going to hear some loud noises, some tapping on the desk, door slamming. But that's what a speaker room is like. We want to bring you inside the speaker room. At the end of the conversation, we're going to tell you how you could win a copy of John Samez's new book, Soft Skills, the Software Developer's Life Manual. I hope you really enjoy this, even though there's a bit of chaos going on. Here's our conversation with John Sodmez at the South Florida Code Camp. And now, away from the keyboard's feature conversation. Actually, one of the, the, the things that, about the book that I really um, I heard last night is you're doing like small chapters. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and that, I find that that's just awesome, right? Because, I mean, that's the one thing that, you know, you get into it and it's like, okay, I only have an hour, I get 10 pages in because I'm really trying to understand the concept and then, ugh, I have 50 pages left to go. Right. You know, exactly. and that's so demoralizing, you know, but, you know, I've always wanted, said, we should have shorter chapters so I could have more understanding and seeing, you know, that you had shorter chapters, it was like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do the, the book that I would like to read. Right. So that was, that was the key is, uh, you know, short chapters, something that, and, and you won't finish it if you, you know, I, I know from my reading habit, right. I pick up a book and I'm like, uh, I don't have time to finish the chapter, so I'm not going to start the chapter. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is something yeah, that I've you done can, that. you know, yeah, you knock it out and then you're on to the next thing and, and it keeps it more interesting. Right. It's like, I was like, well, it's, you know, you could go really, really deep or you can, 
cover a kind of a, a very wide topic, get get people thinking. It's yeah. more of a. I wanted the book to be in, you know fun to read. Yeah, and, you know the other thing is I find myself going reading, go reading back because I'm yeah. not reading like night after night after night. It's you know oh I missed a couple of days, something was going on, blah blah blah, and then oh what did I read again? Oh now yeah. I got to reread everything. It's like oh it's terrible, it's yep. awful. And I just don't feel like I get tractions in some of the large, thick technical books, you know, that I'm trying to learn something and I'm trying to do it at the same time, you know, and, and doing that learning process. And it's just really hard to get through some of that material. But the shorter chapters are, are I think, is a solution for all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I'm really big about breaking big things down small, right? That's how we get things done. That's how we stay motivated and so yeah. that's you know and in fact that's it also helped to write the book because by having small chapters it's like i wrote my goal was to write a chapter a day and so every day i knew what i needed to do i need to write a chapter which is you know, about a little bit longer than blog post length you know some around most of them are two three thousand words so. so how long does it take because it takes me forever to write that kind of stuff so how long did it, did it take you to write i would say that it's probably around two and a half to three hours a day for for a chapter like for the for the first draft of it and i i pretty much shipped the first draft <laughs> uh i i just you know for after blogging for such a long time i've gotten kind of to the point where well when you're when you're blogging every week right you don't have the you can't spend like eight hours on one blog post if you're gonna, you know continually right so you kind of start off really crappy and you you have to you know, get the discipline to, to ship the first post, essentially. Make, make a few edits, and then, right. and then you're done. And so I sort of got into the habit, and then my writing sort of got better. So I sort of revised the thing in my head. So even though the first draft comes out on paper, that way it's it's been thought about more, right? So, uh, so, so I sort of got into that habit. And then when I wrote the book, it was kind of the same thing, is uh, you know, just really, it, it goes through the editing process with the, with the publisher and everything. But uh, but yeah, pretty much shipping the the way it came out. So so how how did that work? So you go to the editor. Was it one of those things where like oh, oh was it like blood red like everywhere <laughs> and there's just like all these edits and you're just demoralized or or was was the process a little different? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, there weren't very many edits at all. It was it you know there was a few things usually. For each chapter, a couple of things. You know, mostly, it was adding you know, some kind of illustration or you know, put a reference here or something like that. But uh, but they left the manuscript mostly intact, uh, in, which was important to me because I wanted the it to. You know, my whole goal in writing this was not that I'm up here preaching to someone, but rather I'm your friend sitting next to you. You know, just giving you you know, hey man, this is this is what I learned and this is my advice and you know. Uh, and that's the, the tone and style it, I wanted. It's our have. printed coach, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to have a very uh, informal kind of, feel, you know, I'm just talking to you. I'm not, you know, not trying to sound, you know, smarter than I am or anything right. like that. So, sure. So, so let's talk about some of the, the themes of the book. Like here, you know, I see you talking about um, coding is a fun part. The hard bits are dealing with clients, peers, and managers. Um, achieving financial security. Keeping yourself in shape and finding true love. So let's talk about some of those things. Right? Okay, sure. So, so, so keeping in shape. Like I know, like you're you're a pretty active guy, right? Like, how do you balance? You know, he's he's so much bigger in person, dog. I mean, he walked <laughs> he, in. He's he was, a big guy. Yeah. He's like, he, I'm like, dude, it's like the programming Hulk. He just walked in <laughs> here, dog. Right. But how do you do that, right? Like, you know, most that's not the typical 
profile like of most developers, right. right? Like how do you how do you manage you know that by? So you know the biggest thing is is a is a routine, right? Getting into to habits and, and building habits, and that's what I talk a lot about in the book is about the idea of building these habits and also building a routine. I I have uh, what I call a quota system. Uh, which is basically I know what I need to get done every week and there's a quota. So I need to write one blog post, do three YouTube videos, you know, uh, run three times a week, lift three times, you know. And so... So that's your sprint. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it resets every week, right? It's yeah. the same quota. You're doing weekly sprints. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. Weekly personal sprints. Yeah. I like that. And and those things, in fact, they go on my Kanban board, right? I, I, I have an organization that I, I talk about in the book. But it's it's become a point where like i don't miss like it you know once you start lying to yourself then it becomes really hard to break that habit so i never allow myself if i commit to a thing i do the thing Mm -hmm. right and so i and the other thing i always tell myself is you can quit it's fine to quit a thing but you can't quit it when you're supposed to do it so you know if i decide and at one point i was running like six days a week and i was like "Uh, i can't do this this is crazy So when I decided that I'm not going to do it anymore, I finished that week. And then I said, okay, next week you can start. You're making the decision now, right? So that because I don't want, uh, you know, my my judgment to cloud my decision, mm-hmm. right? I want it to be in a separate. So so that's by, by combining that, you know, the, the quota system and then the rule, you never quit a thing when you want to quit it. You, you schedule when you're going to quit the thing or change the thing. That uh, That's what keeps me on track, so... Uh, because we, you know, I've been into the habit before of lying to yourself of saying, "Okay, I'm going to do this thing," and then you know, and then you don't do it, and right. then it's just like breaking the build, right? It's like <laughs> you know, you <laughs> you Furby, this eyes lights up. Oh, you broke it! <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you've ever been in an organization where where the you know, the unit test fail or the build breaks, right? Yeah, and the red light comes on. Yep. and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, but that's that's because cause that." Te- you know, don't that. worry about it exactly. it's all good mm-hmm. it'll it'll fix itself no yeah. don't worry <laughs> it's like it's not a it's not a big deal right if you get into that pattern then you can never go back or it's very very hard to now say now we care if it breaks yeah. now the unit test must pass no one's gonna take you seriously yeah. you, you they, it gets ignored so it's the same thing with your life sure. like if you decide that you're going to you know let the thing slip that missing one run isn't a big deal or whatever it is, right. then you know you're you're never going to be able to hold yourself accountable. So so I know how hard it is to run six days a week. So why what was your reason for for stop running six days a week? Just I'm just curious because I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I run to stay in shape. I I've tried to like running. You yeah, know, I talk about this all the time. I get up in code and it's like, well, why do you run? Well, because I just want to. I say and 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 I also firmly believe that you should do one thing you hate every day. Really? That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because it, it, it builds character and it, it makes you appreciate the things that you do like. And, you know, um, it, it's, it's just a good way to, 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 uh, keep yourself from falling into, uh, you know, too much in the comfort zone, right? If you're too sure. much in the yeah. comfort zone, bad things happen. You procrastinate, you get lazy. So doing one thing that you hate every right. day, you know, I'm going to start hating cookies. Because <laughs> I think that would be something I could, I could learn to hate. I don't think that works the same way. For some reason, I don't think it does. So I also know you're you're pretty good at personal branding, and I know you know that's one of the things you talk about too is how you brand yourself as a developer, right? You know, um, so so what are some of the, the tips, for instance, in your book that you could probably highlight? You know, what can I do as a developer to to move forward in my career to to brand myself a little bit more? 
to get myself a little bit more attention. Um, you know, and maybe you know, go in the direction that that that's more um, more interesting for me. Okay, so one of the big things—I mean, I'll give you two two things. One one simple thing is to create a blog. I always talk about this. This is one of the things that because I think it's it's a very reachable thing. A lot of developers are familiar with blogs already, and it, it's something that you can easily. I mean, we're we're in a, a golden age of of self publishing, right? You right. can reach the world. Yeah. You know, from your desktop very easily in, in a matter of minutes of typing a post. But, you know, that that's not enough. You have to be consistent, right? Obviously, you know, it takes time to, if you write a blog post every week for a year, you're going to see results, but it's probably going to take that long. Uh, the other major thing is specialization, right? I think this is something that a lot of people ignore. I always use this example of, you know, if your garbage disposal breaks, Right, you go and you look for a plumber, and you see ABC Plumbing, you see mm-hmm. Joe's Plumbing, and you see Mister Garbage Disposal Fix It Man Plumbing. Who do you call? Right, right. And so you know, it, you know, a lot of developers are afraid of being pigeonholed into one particular thing. But being a specialist, having some kind of specialty, is critically important because that's uh, that's what sets you apart. That's what lets you build a higher rate. That's what lets you become an authority in an area, and you can expand out later. But, you know, the best way to break into a scene, the best way to build up an authority in a brand is to be a specialist. Of, you know, I remember back, you know, I don't think she's around anymore, but I remember when I was working in, in data grids, there was data grid girl. girl. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. That was <laughs> absolutely beautiful brand. Perfect. Right. Because you think, I mean, it sticks to my head to this day. Right. If I'm going to go and look up stuff, you know, obviously we're not using them anymore, but. If you're going to look it up at that time, you're going to go and check out her yeah. stuff because she perfectly branded herself in that space. You know, I don't know if she took full advantage of the branding, but think about it, right? If someone's doing a conference and they want someone to talk on data, you know, yeah. or they want a magazine article, like there's all these opportunities that would suddenly open up to you. Whereas if you said, I'm, I'm a really good software developer or I write really good code. No one. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Join the, join the group. Right. Right, the specialization is the thing that's going to set you so, apart. So, like, if you needed someone on any framework, who would you call? A Julie Lerman. There you right? go. There you go. Right? I mean, it's perfect. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it works. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, she's done a very, very good job of bringing yep. herself there. So, yeah, I mean, all just all over any framework and every different possible angle you could possibly get at. Yep. I mean, to the point where there's nobody even second comes to mind on any framework. Right. Exactly. And and you know the reality of the situation is there might be people that know it better. Yep. But. Absolutely. But they have decided to spread. You're right. She's very, very focused. She's 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 won that market essentially, yep. and that's you know the, you know if if you are uh, you know a company that's going to hire someone to work on any framework, and you're going to you know hire hire Julie, she's probably going to bill a pretty pretty yeah. high rate. That's I would right. imagine, right? Because she's the person that comes to everyone's mind. So, and you know, plenty of opportunities come from. Yeah, I've, I've I've read her entity framework books, and they're you know they're definitely an awesome reference. You know, yeah. I mean, like you said, like when I think entity framework, you just automatically think Julie. Like you don't consider anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You don't consider me. You do entity framework? Oh, never mind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but what I what I think is interesting too is you know you look at a lot of the job posts, for instance, that are out there, and everybody's looking for a full stack developer. Right. You know, everybody's looking for the developer that builds. The database and does the designs and does you know the the, the services and everything like that. So it, for me, it almost seems like it's kind of hard to to specialize, right? Like nobody really like they want the one guy that's going to do everything, like the one man IT right. shop. Like I do the JavaScript, I do the web apps, I do the mobile apps, like I do it all, right? Jack of all trades, master of none. Right. So so how does how does you know how does one really 
get the chance to specialize, right? Like, you know, if your, your company doesn't allow you to do that. So, so that is actually a specialization, right? So there's different ways to slice it up, right? You okay. could be, you know, the person who understands JavaScript this, like, better than anyone else. That's a very, very small, like, you know. Sure. But you could also slice it the other way. Another really good specialty that, that developers can take advantage of is specializing in a specific stack, right? Okay. So if you said, you know, a lot of, I have this blo- free blogging course that teaches someone how to create a blog, and one of the first lessons is to specialize. And more than anything else, they get back the answer. Okay, I'm specializing in ASP.NET MVC. I say no, that's not <laughs> that's not a special. Like say ASP.NET MVC using you know whatever you know to slice all the way through the stack or pick a smaller piece of that right. So uh, you know there's there's specialties right. in the mean stack right. Yep. There's like you know you can pick a stack. You can pick you can say well I do ASP.NET MVC. And Angular, and that's my specialty. Or you know, you could take it all the way to the back end. But the thing is, you know, if you can do that kind of specialty, and you can spell out the technologies that you use, and or even the way that you use them, then you're going to perfectly match some job description, right? So you know, that's that's sure. going to make it so the hiring manager is going to say, "That's amazing. This guy he he blogs about the exact stack we're using, the exact technologies, and in you know, this guy says he's a, he's a perfect fit for this." So. So there's there's different ways to, to slice it up, but but definitely you know if you just say I'm a full stack developer, I just I do front end, I do back end, I do you know the middle, uh, that's not good, right? But, you know, but but give me the specific technologies and, and show how you you know sh- how you are the expert who can integrate those things together, and that's a good specialty. You forgot to finish the manager conversation. He was going to say let's lowball them. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I know there's a lot of us the programmers that we're not healthy. We don't swim like Cecil does or try to run like me just we just keep getting hurt but um some of us are on coke a lot not <laughs> not Miami snow but you know actually coca-cola and we code all night and and yet we maybe we've getting a little round and around the middle so uh, if someone decides hey I'm not as healthy as I can be mm-hmm. I just went to the doctor I'm my 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 blood sugar levels up everything's up um how can I go ahead and I want to change it? What's my first step? I've never slept in a gym in my life. How do I go and do that? So, you you know, I would say that the first step is diet, really. 90% of the results come from diet. So, if you want to lose weight, if you want to build muscle, all those things, 90% of the results you'll actually achieve come from diet. You know, obviously, you know, exercise is important for overall health, right? You know, but uh, but you but you start off with diet. And that's, that's the thing that's going to get you to biggest results it's the easiest thing to control it doesn't require more time that's why i also also start there right is because if you're going to start a new exercise for you know people they they try to do too many things at once uh, and they get overwhelmed they try to okay now i'm going to eat super healthy or i'm going to starve for whatever and i'm going to also run and also lift weights and, right. and all this and now i'm going to do yoga and these classes and then they drop it all uh, just start with this, the simplest thing you know let's let's build a habit of of eating healthy lose that weight or you know get that under control and then start adding things maybe you just start walking and then and you can you can build up from there you, you know one of the i read this really good book by this guy tynan he, he goes by uh, it's called a uh, superhuman by habit and he basically outlined the exact philosophy that that i subscribe to which is you know, you you develop a habit and once you've developed that habit it doesn't require willpower anymore to do it so you have to get through that phase, right? It becomes automatic. Uh, and so he says, focus on one thing. Build, you know, what is your habit that you're working on right now? 
get that habit down. And once you've done that habit, then it becomes on autopilot. It doesn't require your willpower anymore. You can use your willpower to develop a new habit and you add that to your thing. And that's how you build the lifestyle, right? You right. Know, it's, 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 you're not going to be able to copy what I'm doing of lifting and, and running three times a week and eating the diet that I do. Uh, it, it, you know, just, just right out the gate, you have to start building habits and then, you know, that's, and then it becomes autopilot. So the diet is, is not necessarily I'm eating all rabbit food all day long, right? I mean, it's, it's a mix of, is that the mix of vegetables and proteins and good proteins and maybe good fats and, you know, nuts and stuff like that? I mean, is that, you know, I, I know you're, you're, you're extremely well read. What kind of uh, other books on, on, on diet can, can someone pick up and say, oh, I should probably do this as opposed to one of those fatty books that, that right. get out there. It's like, oh, you need to juice everything and only drink pineapple juice, you know, at 2, exactly. at 2 a.m. And other than that, don't drink anything the rest of the day. So, um, so I try to keep it as simple as possible. Now, you know, I'm not a good example. I, I've got, I, I fast till five o'clock every day. Wow. Uh, that's, um, it, but that keeps it simple for me. Now, not everyone <laughs> will want to do that or, or, um, but it really at the most, again, it's like the 80, 20 rule, right? You know, uh, Preto's law, right? Yeah, yeah. We, yep. we want to make sure that yep. we get, do the 80% that does, or the 20% that gives the 80% of the results with, with, we said diet is like 90% of the results. Yep. Now, if you take diet itself, what, what is the 80, 20 of diet? It's calories. Yeah. So I would rather than, you know, figuring out a fad diet and making things complicated just say at a simple level just count the calories if you just do that you can i mean what what will end up happening if you just count mm-hmm. the calories because people say oh there's this argument between you know does calories matter or macronutrients it doesn't matter because what will happen if you count the calories is you'll find that the piece of chocolate cake is like 800 calories right. but uh like a whole bowl of broccoli and five apples is 800 calories yeah. so you can make the choice. Yep. If you want to eat the one piece of cake and starve the rest of the day, that's fine. But, you know, if you start doing that and counting calories, you're probably going to lean more towards the things. You're going to start optimizing and saying, uh, you know, when I eat these high fiber foods or whole foods, I, I can get more of it and I'm not hungry all day. You know, ultimately for, for weight loss, you're going to achieve pretty much the same results if you just restrict calories. So that's where, where I would start. You know, once you get that down, then yes, then try to make it more healthy foods and you know do the the um, higher glycemic or you know the glow, yeah. low glycemic index yep. carbs and you know that. But but you don't have to make it complicated at first. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that when I started running about ten years ago was, and by that time everyone started saying, "Hey, don't do carbs, don't do carbs, don't do carbs." And I'm like, if I don't do carbs, I'm gonna start passing out in mile five. Right. <laughs> it's like I need like seventy percent carbs. I need like all this you know carb up to do what I wanted to do. You know, but I think it's, you know, what is your target? What is your goal, right? Yeah. So if your goal is weight loss and, you know, bring down the calories, if your goal is to run 20 miles and you need to have a completely different diet. Yeah. 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 I mean, in general in life, right, it's like you should always look for what is the smallest step that I can take that will put me in the direction. Yeah. Because it's always more important to be going in the right direction than it is to be going the super fast pace, right? Because if you're going the wrong direction you're at a negative pace, right? And so, you know, always err on the side of going the right direction. Yep. Even if you're going slow, it doesn't matter. You're making forward steps and over time it'll it'll accumulate. But if you're making backward steps, you know, that there's a, a Turkish proverb that says if you're if you're going the wrong direction, uh, you know, stop, turn around. <laughs> right. And that's it's so true, you know. And I think you made a, a good point earlier was it's, it's, it's a lifestyle change that you have to make. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that I know that fail at diets is because 
okay, hey, I'm going to do this P90X video for like two weeks, right? Or exactly. I'm going to do this lemon pepper, you know, fast for a week or two. Yeah. But then you go back to the same old habit of eating the same way you used to eat. Exactly. Um, you know, the you know lack of activity, you know. Um, and then you gain the weight back. Or you probably even gain back even more. And I mean, then, you know, it's like you just wasted your time. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's funny, like a lot of time, it's like, well, why are you fasting till five o'clock? Isn't that a fad type of thing? Mm-hmm. But I've been doing it for six months. It's a lifestyle for me. Yeah. I I prefer to, to do this way because I'd rather eat the bigger meal in the evening. And uh, and I feel like it, I, I, you know, it, it gives me discipline throughout the day. So, you know, it, it it's it's not necessarily like one particular thing you have to do. It's just what is the thing that you personally yeah. can live with? And you know, that changes over time, too, right? right? As sure. you, I couldn't have done this, you know, 10 years ago, right? right? It's like now I've accustomed you. Know, so your lifestyle becomes, but, but you have to make progress in that direction. Yeah, right? I think that's, you know, what you said is important. Hey, it, it's, you've got to figure out what's right for you. This works for me because I couldn't do that because of my heart condition, I just pass out. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like one o'clock. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh. <laughs> right, right, right. Hearing a, a Don Air Fox episode that you were on in December, mm. uh, you, you, you had a ton of references. You were, you know, just a ton of books that you were just reading. Out. Ah. So you're extremely well read. I mean, I could, I could actually hear that direct from that, from that um, interview. How do you find time to read? Right. And ah, is yeah. that something that you schedule? I mean, it, what are some of this stuff that we can, because I want to read more, right? right. I want to be and read the right stuff. But I've always find it very difficult for me to do that in because of life, right? Yep. And how to get involved in that. So, so what, what's your tricks to read more, consume more? So there's two things. The biggest thing that I would say hack is audible.com, right? Mm. Go and get audio books and you get credits and yep. you know it's worth it for 15 or 20 bucks a month you get like two books or one book a month totally worth it uh, quick so, get them as a sponsor says yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i do i when i go on a run when i was driving down here to miami yep. you know i listen to audio books when i'm working out yep you know obviously you can't you can, don't try and do it in programs it's not gonna yeah. you gotta focus <laughs> right, right. So, that's right um, but the it things that work. you can multitask that makes sense anytime you're doing physical and you're not doing mental you can combine the two right that's that's my yep. rule of multitasking um, and then the other thing is I set aside when I, every night I walk on the treadmill usually for 45 minutes and I read while I'm doing it. So. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, is, uh, have you, have you find yourself, cause I'm a particularly slow reader cause depending on what I'm trying to read for, right? Uh-huh. If I'm trying to read for understanding comprehension, I'm slow, but if I'm not boom, you know, like a novel, like a fiction novel, I'll, I'll blow through it. Yeah. So it, have you found like speed reading or anything like that to consume more or I I don't do any speed reading but I do listen to the audible books at three times speed oh nice which takes a little bit of time to get used to but if you force yourself to do it uh, you 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 can because you read a lot faster than a person can possibly speak that's right so you just have to get used to it train your ear to it and then and then now everything every time I hear people talking it's like they're talking (laughs) (laughs) so is it is it kind of like Mickey Mouse ha oh boy no, they have in the in the Audible app. They have an algorithm that brings down the tone. Oh, so, yes. that's yeah, fantastic! Yeah, so that's great. That's awesome. But it sounds like it's really just about finding that good balance, right? Like, you yeah. know, the balance in your life that that works for you both, both career wise, both you know, um, you know, outside of the outside of the job too. Yeah, right? we're we're made of habits, right? That's the right. thing. Is like if you want to change your life, change your habit because things happen you know, accumulate over time. And, and so you got to figure out what is the thing that you need to accomplish each day. Uh, real good, you know, uh, Will Smith, I heard him talking about putting a brick in the wall every day. And I use yeah. that as my, that's what I always think about every day is 
what brick am I going to put in the wall today? And then over a year's period of time, that's 365 bricks. That's a big, you know. Yeah. That's let, a big wall. Let me, go, let me go ahead and do parents just to understand. Then we'll do the Fresh Prince. And then we'll do Independence Day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Nice. <laughs> we, so, we're not going to talk about Hitch. No. We, no. We, that, that I actually kind of liked Hitch. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was a good movie, but that's just me. I remember this. So, so, so closing off, so what are maybe like two, two points that you could give, you know, some of our listeners in terms of, again, like what, what can they do today to start adding some more balance to their life and start, you know, branding themselves more? Buy the book Soft Skills. Yeah. Software developers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. You know, you know, one of the biggest things I would say is, uh, is, is tracking your time, I would actually say, and figuring out where it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, one of the things I wrote in the book is I found this study that showed that uh, the average American watches uh, 40 hours of television per week. Ah. Uh, yeah. Like, can I bill that? Is it- <laughs> so, you know, that's one thing. It's like, you know, um, I, I've completely cut TV out and I watch like maybe one or two movies a year. Wow. And I know that's extreme, but I have a lot of time to do a lot more. And yeah. my time is still packed, right? It's like, so, so there's a huge amount of wasted value, not just in that, but also in the Facebooks and the Twitters yeah. and all that, right? If you track your day and you figure out where the time is going, just take two or three days and just track every hour of your day to see what you're doing with it. And there's tools out there that you like rescue time mm-hmm. that you can use to do this or other time tracking tools. But if you do that, that's going to be a really big win for you to, as far as, you know, you might be able to double or triple your output just from doing that and cutting out the, the junk and uh, in, in, in focusing at your job, at your, you know, right. if you want to be a freelancer or things like that, if you think you don't have time for a side project or, so that's, that's what I would say is number one. And then number two, I'd actually put, uh, to invest some time in, in, in people skills and in, in getting out there. And, and community, our jobs as software developers, uh, you know, again, I say it in the, in the book is if you think your job is to write code, you're mistaken. Your job and anyone's job professional is to deal with people. That's yep, mostly that's right. what we do. Everything that, you know, from when you check your email in the morning, computers don't send you emails. People do, right? Yeah. From the code that you write, you write it so that people can read it. Otherwise, we'd all be writing zeros and ones, right? right. We're not really writing it for the computer. Yeah. We're writing it first for the, the person, the requirements come from people, right? So, you know, your whole life revolves around that skill. Yet, so many, so many, few developers focus on that skill. Yeah. So, well, well, computers do send out emails, especially that monitor job that sends out twelve hundred emails a day. That's all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no clue what you're talking. About. I, I I didn't write that. You did. I didn't write it either. <laughs> I get the emails though, <laughs> and it goes to the trash. And it goes Got that rule. And there we have it for episode two. We'd love to thank Jod Thomas for coming on the show and sharing his knowledge with us. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment on the website, awayfromthekeyboard.com, or you can follow us at Twitter and reach out to us there at AFTK Podcast. We teased you earlier on how you could win a copy of John Thomas's new book, Soft Skills, the Software Developer's Life Manual. We'll be drawing one lucky winner from our newsletter email list. So if you haven't yet subscribed to our newsletter, you can at awayfromthekeyboard.com And if you subscribe by May 5th, 2015, you'll be entered in a drawing. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoy the show, please spread the word about Away From The Keyboard via social networking or by old-fashioned word of mouth. Next week on Away From The Keyboard, we'll have Dave Nicholas from .NET Miami as he shares with us on how he learns and how he absorbs large amounts of information. Don't miss it.
want to thank you for listening to Away From The Keyboard. As a reminder, we will have new episodes each and every week. You can interact with us on Twitter at AFTK Podcast or at awayfromthekeyboard.com. Hasta luego.